Imagine you're taking part in an experiment. They give you five math puzzles and 20 seconds to solve each one. When you finish up, they say, okay, you're gonna do another round of puzzles in a few minutes, but before then, you have a choice. You can spend the next three minutes practicing more puzzles, or you can spend the next three minutes reflecting on the practice that you just did. Which one would you choose? Well, if you're like me, it's practice, of course it is. This is an actual experiment that they ran in real life. And two really interesting things happened. First, 82% of the participants, just like you and I, they chose practice. And after those three minutes of either reflection or practice, the participants take on round two of the puzzles. The reflection group outperforms the practice group. Huh. Totally. Wait, what? These surprising and unexpected results, they're just the tip of the iceberg. Because we tracked down the person who did that pilot experiment, and it ends up she published a whale of a paper, 68 pages long, that I've spent months digging through, and I can't stop thinking about it. Welcome to the Learner Lab Podcast. I'm Trevor Reagan. Each episode, we dig into one topic that can help you and your group get better at getting better. Today... We're talking about the power of reflection with Giada De Stefano. Um, I'm Giada De Stefano. I'm an associate professor of uh, strategy at Bocconi University in Milan in the Department of Management and Technology. So the results of the pilot experiment are interesting and compelling that the reflection group actually outperforms the group that practice more. Like that goes against kind of everything we think about learning. So Giada and her team, they design a series of different experiments looking at this reflection effect from different perspectives. They designed experiments that took place in the lab that were more controlled. They did field studies in the real world. They looked at a range of different skills. And we're actually going to go through every single one of these studies because each one shows us kind of why reflection is so important to learning. But most importantly, it'll show us how to apply this information to our day-to-day -day lives. Study number one, is actually a field study. It's done in the wild, in the real world. So they find this organization that puts their new hires through a really intensive training program. The last two weeks of this training program are on-the-job training. And those two weeks are what Jada and her team wanted to experiment with. And during that, we decided basically to have a control group that was going through the regular program. And another one that halfway through the training was going to switch to uh, this uh, reflection um, manipulation. So they have over 100 participants. They divide them into two groups. One group, they just keep going with the normal training program. The other group, they spend the last 15 minutes of each day reflecting about the things that they learned throughout the day. What we basically did was giving them a diary in which at the end of the day, the last 15 minutes of their workday, they could have written down the main lessons that they learned. And we had a very, throughout the day, and we basically had a very um, vague, if you want, uh, very open um, prompt for them. Um, and, you know, it was the last 15 minutes, really, so it's not a big deal. During the time that they're reflecting on the lessons they learned throughout the day, the control group they're still going through the training. So they are acquiring more experience and practicing more during the time that the reflection group is thinking about what they learned throughout the day. Um, and then what we looked at afterwards was we tried and understand whether 
the people who were in this uh, treatment condition uh, um, did better compared to those who were in the control condition along a number of dimensions. So at the end of this two-week on-the-job training, the company always delivers a big assessment to the new hires. The control group that went through kind of the normal training process, they score a 54.4 on the final exam. The reflection group, 71.5. Nearly a 20% boost in performance. And again, the only difference between the two groups was 15 minutes at the end of the day. Everything else was the same. Which was huge. Um, because if you think about it, we were just giving them this, giving them this chance of like doing these 15 minutes and I think potentially creating a norm for them to really think through what they were learning rather than just executing without thinking. Um, and so this was, I think, very powerful. Then the other thing we looked at was whether these people were going to be rated better afterwards once they started working for the firm. Giada and her team, they actually track the participants for their first month on the job. The reflection group, their customer satisfaction scores are higher than the control group. So not only did 15 minutes of reflection at the end of the day improve their scores on the assessment, it seems to spill over into their actual job, like they're performing better than the traditional practice group. Now, when you do a field study like that, there's all sorts of variables that can affect the results of your experiment. So for study number two, they took it back to the lab, a little bit more of a controlled environment, so they could really narrow in on like, okay, what's actually happening here? So this study is similar to the pilot one we mentioned at the start, where they use math puzzles, but this time, instead of letting people choose whether they wanted to reflect or practice more, they randomly divide them into three groups, control group, practice group, reflection group. So again, they get five puzzles to practice with, then they call it the treatment, which is the control group spends those three minutes doing nothing, the practice group spends those three minutes practicing more, doing more puzzles, and the reflection group spends those three minutes thinking about and reflecting on the practice that they did. Then they put them through two more rounds of the experiment. What did they find? Once again, the reflection group outperforms both the control group and the practice group significantly. So they actually did a few more variations of this study number two because they wanted to see, okay, does this reflection effect spill over to maybe other skills besides just math puzzles? My favorite one was a singing task. And so they had people go into the lab and they hook them up to a Nintendo Wii. And the, the game actually gives you a score of singing accuracy. So Jada and her team select three songs that everybody has to sing. Haven't met you yet. Don't you forget about me. And I will survive. So similar setup to the math puzzles. You get one round of practice. Then you get the treatment. And then you get to sing two more songs. Once again, the reflection group does the best. In a nutshell, studies one and two are showing the importance of reflection, both in the real world and in the lab. And in a way, it's showing that reflection is more valuable in these scenarios than acquiring more experience. Studies three, four, and five wanted to get more into the weeds and look at what type of reflection is most effective and when is reflection most effective. 
As far as the type of reflection, in some of these experiments, Jada and her team compared sort of broad level reflection where people just have to think about what happened and then more concrete, specific forms of reflection where they're challenged to write down the specifics. And they found some interesting results. There is a difference in the sense that if you are uh, uh, working with an easy task, thinking about it is enough. But the more the task gets complicated, the better it is to actually write something down. Because this is when you, you really get the, the, the additional boost by trying to, you know, uh, codify somehow what you're learning. If you are more of an expert, uh, thinking about uh, in terms of strategy helps more. If you are more of a novice, uh, just the idea of talking about it uh, is enough. So even when you write, just elaborating more of what is it that I'm asking you to do and what's going on is enough. If you are at the beginning, the more you become uh, expert with the task, the more it's really about like trying to make sense uh, of what's going on and bringing it to the next level. So um, it does make a difference what you spend your time on, but I think also depending on your level of expertise, the, the, the quality of this reflection can actually increase. Study number four was interesting because they decided to switch it up a bit. In most of the other experiments, they had people do something, reflect on that thing, and then pretty much do the exact same thing again. This one they wanted to see, well, does this spill over to different tasks? So they have people practice something, reflect on it, and then take part in a related but different activity. And the cool thing was that the results were consistent with the other experiments the reflection group outperforms the practice and control groups, even when the task is different than the one they practiced on and reflected on. Study number five wanted to analyze the differences between practice and reflection at different points of the learning curve. We actually tested this and tried to, um, to understand whether uh, you know, reflection uh, is better than accumulating additional practice for everyone, or it really depends on the stage where you are in your learning curve. If you're really a novice uh, and you have no experience, uh, the first thing you need, of course, is to, to gain practice. So uh, at the very beginning, uh, practicing uh, uh, gives you better returns compared to thinking. Um, if you are an expert, uh, the two become substitute. So you can choose whether you prefer to reflect or you prefer to practice, and there's no real difference in terms of the performance returns. However, if you are at the beginning of the learning curve, do have some experience to think about, but are not really uh, very, very much of an expert yet, uh, this is exactly where we see that uh, reflecting may be more beneficial. So it's really important what you were saying in terms of like the point at which it becomes, because I think this is really a lesson that we should, um, that should be applied when you're learning something, you have had some experience already, but you're not at the stage where you really feel like you're secure and confident about your ability. Keep in mind that you might be an expert in your field or in your career. But when we're in learning mode, when we're building a new skill, more times than not, we're going to land in that zone of the learning curve where reflection is really important and valuable. I think this topic is really, really interesting, really, really underrated, but also really valuable. It's a small thing that can have a big impact on how we learn. And because I think this topic is so important, I've spent 10 months working on this episode. It took me a long time to get through Jada's work and obviously to do the interview with her. And I've spent a bunch of time looking at other research and other resources that show the value of reflection when it comes to learning. Here's some of the highlights. 
I found some great research that shows the value of reflection when we experience both good and bad outcomes. And I love this so much because when you think about reflection, I'd say most of the time, people in groups don't do it. And if we do do it, it's when things go bad. It's like, oh, that didn't work. We got to sit here and think. What Ellis shows is that there's value in both. When things go well, when things don't go well, spending time in reflection is valuable. So we actually looked for that. And um, one thing that we did in uh, more than one of the studies was actually check whether, um, first of all, control for the performance that the person had before and check whether it made any difference, whether people were very good at what they were doing before reflecting or were actually going, doing very badly. And uh, what we basically see is that it makes no difference. So it's not really about uh, reflecting when you're doing uh, poorly or when you're doing uh, awesome. It's just about the, the, the act of stopping and thinking. And um, which I think it's important also for as a takeaway for managers, because as you were saying, and I totally agree on that, people tend to resort to these tools only where things are not going well. And so you kind of like force everyone to stop and think through and say, okay, why is this happening? But the reality is that if you're learning, uh, independent of whether or not you're being a good or bad performer, this is going to help you. So why use it only when things are not going well, when you can also use it when, you know, you're actually doing pretty good. So the famous quote that we all hear all the time, I either win or I learn, we can upgrade it. It's I either win and I learn or I lose and I learn. Either way, spending some time in reflection is a good idea. I found a study that looked at a different ingredient to the learning process, feedback. But they showed that actually feedback plus reflection was more valuable than feedback alone. I found some cool work that showed that reflection benefits more than just the individual, that when teams deliberately reflect, that can have a positive impact on their performance. And maybe my favorite one of the bunch shows that reflection in and of itself is a skill that the more that we do it, the better we get at it. And that might be a really good place to, to wrap up and end this episode. My best advice here is don't overcomplicate it. Doing it is almost always better than not doing it. No one is saying that you need to stop practicing. All these studies are basically just showing that reflection is more important to the learning process than we realize. Learning isn't just about doing, 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 doing. No, it's do, reflect, do. Taking some time and thinking about what we're doing, what we're learning, what's working, what's not, is a simple and free strategy that can help us extract more value from our experiences. I think this is a simple tool and strategy that you and I can put into use like now, and it can help us become more efficient with our learning. This is also something we can use as leaders creating time and space for the people we lead to reflect on the lessons we're teaching them, the things that we're doing is really, really important. And I do this with my students in class, right? At the end of a lecture or a class that we have, I ask them to uh, end in a, a page in which they actually have to write down three main takeaways from the day. Um, and, you know, with my MBA students, we were looking at some of this reflection afterwards and they were telling me at the end of the course how much of a difference it made for them in terms of like, you know, blocking uh, some things, uh, writing them down so that they could later 
kind of like it put them in their mind in a much more vivid uh, way. So if you're learning, for instance, one way could be that. Um, another thing I think that uh, should work for everyone is really this idea of, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we get caught up in the routine. I'm the first to do this. And, you know, you keep on doing one thing after the other without really stopping and thinking, what is it exactly that you're doing? <laughs> because you're actually going through this set of uh, things, but without really thinking about the big picture. So what we're basically saying is that every now and then, this is what you should try and do and think about like in what you're doing, uh, what is it, why is exactly, why are you exactly doing the things you're doing and, and taking a moment uh, to step back and, uh, and think about that. Reflection is important because it helps us squeeze more value from the experience and practice that we already did. A simple fix they can help you and the people around you become better learners. I want to give a big shout out to Jada. Thank you so much for your fantastic and in-depth work and spending the time to answer our questions. I also want to give a huge shout out to you. Thank you so much for watching, listening, and sharing these episodes this season. It's been an absolute blast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for learning with us. You can always go to thelearnerlab.com for more resources on better learning and learning.